Yo, brand entrepreneurs, thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. This is Marketing with Attitude, where we take a bite out of brand and business and discuss how to create stories that connect with people and earn attention. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. On this episode, we rewind, no YouTube, no Craig David, and recap what brands have took some scissors to the noise. We look at how Tesla smashed it, how Lego stacked it, and how Patagonia continued to impact the planet. So we're talking about uh, brands that have smashed it this year, boys. Uh, yeah. So let's define what smashing it is. I've made an impact, you know, done something cool. Memorable. Memorable. Like, anything. Cut Any through the fucking reason. noise. because so Who's cut noise. through the noise this year? Yeah, who's brand grabbed, wise, who's grabbed it? your attention? Yeah. In, in the spirit of building brands, let's, let's discuss who we think has nailed it this year. Who's grabbed your attention? Uh, and for me, one recently, I'm going to dive straight in. Tesla, man, come on. Not only of these, not only actually going back to our market with attitude framework, are they a brand with purpose? Like the whole electric car sustainability thing is amazing. But the Tesla launch, let's just talk about the Tesla launch. Did you, did you both see the Tesla launch? I mean, who didn't see it, man? Absolutely wild, right? It was like a social meme fest. <laughs> and what I really love about the meme fest, that was Tesla. And I think this was orchestrated, right? Yeah. The fact that they've, uh, they threw the thingy at the screen and the one thing that travelled is, ah, oh, they fucked up on stage, you know, the glass didn't smash. I think that that was orchestrated. I think that was really clever because at the end of the day, they're an amazing company known for their engineering skills. They can afford a little, a little mishap like, oh, the, the glass didn't smash. That's not going to stop people from selling the cars. But people will talk about it. But people will talk about it. Yeah. No like, one likes good news. <laughs> no one likes good news. No one cares. Oh, look at this amazing car. Great. Like one, obviously, the design of the car. Can we just talk about the design? Yeah, where do we stand on that? From a design point of view, I think it's genius. And I'll tell you why. Because in a time of just complete mediocrity and everything being the same for them to make that statement from a design perspective. Now there's two things that's good about this. One, obviously that had impact and there's some industrial design around that. It's just fucking beautiful, right? It took me a, a second look, but my favorite car of all time is the Jaguar XJ220. And I felt like it was like a hard edged, you know, polygon version of that. But let me talk about the design again for a second. The, d- the design. If you were to sum it up in like two or three words, how would you describe striking. it? Striking. Yeah. Minimalist. Everything that I love about design. But what I think is really clever, and I've probably repeated this same phrase nine times now. Tesla, right? They can, and this is what a lot of car companies do, actually. If you look at any Audi, Mercedes, they bring out these concept cars. And these concept cars are like one-off cars that are designed to be like, here's our vision for the future. That shit never gets to market. No one ever buys that. But what Tesla have done is they've made a marketed, a concept car, which can we say had like a couple hundred thousand pre-orders in the first couple of days? Yeah. And it's quite, it's, quite it's, it's, it's achievable, isn't it? It's not too expensive. I think the it's price tag expensive. isn't like a Ferrari, is it? It's like... It's, no, it's thir- like 39 grand. Yeah, like I'm pre-ordering grand. one. I, I'm pre-ordering one. Like but 100%. Also, am I right in thinking that people who did the pre-order had to pay 100 quid? Yeah, but it's refundable. Right. So they're, they're putting a, they've gone out with that's the design, lean, 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 testing, lean branding, lean that's, that's an MVP. That's, that's sick. But they've gone out there with the design like that, which is normally reserved to like a concept car that doesn't make the market. And they've gone, nah, we're going to market this. 
And they've done that. And guess how much money they spent on advertising? None. Well, there was a, they, they did the physical event with the cost of money. But other than that, I mean, like that is the market, isn't it? It's a launch. It's like a warehouse. Yeah. They drove a truck on stage, yeah. broke a screen. Yeah. Little, little, uh, they've done a bike as well. I'm interested to see that is. But yeah, the bike's going to be sick that comes out the back. I, I, I they, did you see the person? This is like mixing two of your passions. The person that did the Lego version of it. Oh, mate, the Lego version's amazing. Have you seen it? It's Someone really like good. Oh, it's, oh, it's really good. It's like, like a Lego fan. We need to just... cut the Lego thing into this. Yeah, into a this person video. basically saw it and was like, cool, I can make that on Lego and made it on Lego. Yeah. And then Lego picked up on like, this is sick. We're going to do yeah, something. Yeah, Le Lego, really Lego Ram of it. Lego socials have been amazing by that. That's another brand that I've... Yeah, Lego, Lego, Lego have social. killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Brand that can reactive like Lego, see that, go, cool, we can put that in yeah. production. Like, I love the instant thing. And also, they're doing recycled Lego now. So if you want to get rid of your stuff, Lego now. So again, impact on the planet. So like, I think Lego deserves a mention just because socials are great. But also, they're now looking at their plastic and going, cool, how do we actually make this circular in some kind of fashion? Yeah. That's big. But yeah, Cybertruck. Also, what I love about that was um, Tesla's ability to generate hype and actually completely take over, even before they even bring out something. So in the case of the Cybertruck, am I right? I think it's a year before it's even like yeah, ready to go. And in some cases, it might even be three years. That is really nice. Um, I loved it. Phil's just showing us the Lego. We're, we're going to cut that in. And then also, um, they were meant to be delivering the Roadstar this year, and that hasn't come. But again, like all the hype around the new Roadstar like, has been going on for years still like so their ability to just generate hype and hype alone is incredible and just on what it actually looks like like for me when i first looked at it i was thinking i was thinking pretty fucking dystopian pretty angular. oh man i love it but if you're thinking about it of a brand that's trying to disrupt a fucking the the truck industry well, how are you going to disrupt they, they it? They could have well, played it safe and gone with like exactly. a, a bit more of a different take on an suv but you got. You got. You got, you got to put your marker in the sand, and I Absolutely. just like I've been looking a lot, even when it comes to UI design of like apps. Obviously, we've been designing our own product, and I'm looking at everything. It's bland as fuck. Everything's the same. You got to stand out, and the way that they came with the way Elon came with the Cybertruck design, boom, loving it. But I also loved off the back of that they were able to kind of iterate on social as well. So there were some people saying, will it be in matte black? And then he just come up and goes, we'll do it in matte black for you. Yeah. You want it in matte black, you got it. So yeah. it's like it's, I, it's, I think he's uh, he's had an up and down year personally, hasn't he? Like he's you know, he lost shares and stuff and Elon, is, but he is an incredible leader when it comes to you look at a business and a brand, like what he does, whether you know he is on another level in some respect, but you can also go on Joe Rogan and smoke a spliff. Like interesting person when you talk about brands and the leaders you know Richard Branson Virgin and what they stand for and how they they carry themselves like you know he's the person that Elon is a that. guy that if you cut him open purpose will bleed out of him say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like the guy doesn't take it, like he takes like a 40k a year salary. You're talking about a guy who will sleep on a mattress in, in a Tesla factory every day. Like, he doesn't care about money. He just cares about either getting us to Mars, making us completely sustainable uh, in the way that we drive, or what's the other thing he's been doing? Or making... Neuralink stuff. Neuralink yeah. stuff, Hyperloop. I want people to be able to travel underground and cut all the traffic He's also in been looking at underground sleeping uh, places for being able to put people who are homeless into like shelters. Yeah, but they're st- building it in underground. That's where we've got no space left. It's gonna, how do we actually it. have humans on the planet? Yeah, good year. Interesting. Good good shout. Nish, what you got? You got anything? I mean, for me, this year, if there's any brand that... I mean, and maybe it's because I have such an affiliation to it anyway, but when I look at, like, 25 years of the UFC and just what they've done this year, absolutely mad. Like, record-breaking years when they've not even had, like, their main number one cash cow and Conor McGregor even fighting. But, but their ability... How, how has that affected them out of interest? Hasn't really, no. And I, and, and I think this is the beauty of it, because... When you actually look at something like UFC that's been around for 25 years, and that was a big, you know, this year was a big moment for them. Um, they also signed a big deal with ESPN. So the amount of content that they're now delivering, and they're a content-driven brand. Like from day one, their ability to storytell and essentially look at each fight card as if it was an album launch. So you're generating hype in the week running up and it's down to an absolute T and they understand their audience so well and they understand how to generate hype. So in the case of every fight card, absolute essential, there's a week of vlogs where you go behind the scenes and you see exactly what's going on. They even have live moments uh, in the week of the fight card where they will do Q&As with the crowd that's ticketed events. Nine times out of 10, it's always free go so you're able to ask questions so their their ability fan to engagement interact deep, yeah. with fanning with fans is incredible on top of that when you look at what happened in 244 which is on your birthday and that's why i had to leave at like one o'clock in the morning for the yeah. bm never let me down, <laughs> let me down. <laughs> but um if you look at uh, 224 is a really good example of how they marketed so fucking well which was nate diaz against jorge masvidal right none of them own a title but what did they do they created a title the bmf title because jorge masvidal and nate diaz are what they were calling two bad motherfuckers so they created a title (laughs) called the bmf title the bad motherfucker title now nate is from east coast no no he's from west coast california and jorge masvidal is from east coast and he's got cuban links so those two were creating their own content on YouTube where if you looked at Nate's vlogs, it was like hip hop, oh, Tupac nice, nice. branded, like really good. If you went on to Jorge Masvidal, it was like something out of Scarface. Who won? 
It's a draw, isn't Jorge it? Masvidal. Is it? I, I, I won. And also, if you look at that event, the way they generated hype around that event was, you know, the poster in itself looks like the straight out of Compton thing, you know? Like, it literally looks like that. Then on top of that, the, the ability to bring in uh, some of the biggest names in the fucking world. So The Rock put the title around the winner. Dwayne Johnson was the guy that put the title around the winner. Not only that... Love Dwayne, man. But uh, Dana White did a live Instagram video call with, um, with The Rock in the run-up to the fight, talking about the fight. So you're engaging his fans yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah. And who else crazy. was at the event? Content's crazy. You know who else was at the event? Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump was at the event and he sat down and watched that whole fight card. Like... As a fan or from a political movement? Well, as a fan. Well, so he has affiliations to Dana White anyway. And I think he'd always, like, he'd always talked about going to so a fight. So like, like a Trump. Is he pro-Trump? Is he? Um, yeah. I mean, he has talked about how he's okay. voted for Trump. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure. I wonder if Trump would ever get in the ring. That would be interesting. About years ago. Well, that would be fun. Trump but versus Johnson. Who'd win? Go. Trump versus? Hair would win. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Actually, Johnson's hair would win because it's stuck to his <laughs> head. It's stuck to his head. Yeah, yeah. it's real. It would, yeah. So when I look at like um, really owning a moment and in my head, like taking something that's gone pot, like that really went mainstream for a brand that's only been around for 25 years, that actually as a result of their marketing strategy, their ability to create like moments, they call it holy fuck moments. Like that's what the brand is all about. Like every live event has to create a holy fuck moment. And that's why you put on a BMF fucking title. It's, it's interesting you talk about the content with it because I feel like, you know, you know, boxing's had quite a big year this year. There's some big stuff with AJ and maybe culturally it's, it's big, but UFC as a platform has just gone way beyond boxing in terms of numbers, right? Just because of the, their ability and the, the stories and the content that they're able to create. And I think that is like boxing are reacting to what UFC yeah. can do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. UFC has, have only got that big because they understand how to storytell and how to create content around these moments. Boxing are now starting to do that. So yeah. if you look at the AJ stuff, yeah. like you're getting those vlogs also, now. There's you're a, getting that. Like I feel... Like with UFC, they're just relentless. The amount of events they put up, where they are in the world. There's one this weekend, isn't there? There's this big one on a Saturday. There's a massive one this like, weekend. It's just a big one. Like every, like just constant. Like the consistency yeah. of yeah. their content, they it just, just doesn't super stop. Super serve fans. And they've Absolutely. got the UFC. I, I I used to always watch this one where they put them in the house together. Like the, yeah, yeah. Like what's that called? Like the. So that was called uh, that reality tough. TV. Yeah, yeah. That's like they have all those elements to it, which are just you know have all the teams fighting. You have Nate Diaz as a coach. Like they just know how to do the, it. The, the closest thing that resembles them is maybe the WWE in that they own yeah. all their own content. They have all the contracts with their own fighters. So they had the ability to create the like, yeah. like amazing content around it. But this year alone, how do you mark 25 years? Well, you just had probably easily the biggest live gate or one of the biggest live gates that you've ever had. You had fucking the president of the United States sitting there and watching it and you had all these amazing moments and you did it without the biggest guy needing to enter into the octagon in Conor McGregor anyway. So it's big. Yeah. big what about year. you, Phil? Mate, it's lots to choose from. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak just a little bit about the brand that I'm wearing, Patagonia. People always know that I love this brand. And I, I think obviously I read the book this year of Yvonne Chouinard, and I really, you know, that, that whole journey for him, they've been doing it for 
50 years you know they're, a, they're an old school brand that came from rock climbing you know they've always had the nature appeal but you know this year having repositioned their whole business you know they've dropped their mission statement which has always had a planetary impact anyway they've dropped their whole you know make the best product and it's just about we're in business to save the planet and everything they've done this year from you know organizing climate strike rallies to you know some of the campaigns they've done with the film and directors really highlighting climate change and then they did this uh, really amazing piece on, with activists where they got all the young activists together um i can't remember what the campaign was called but you know they just they're empowering a new generation of people through a clothing brand to really think about what the next 10 years are doing and them as a business leading the way they won quite a lot of awards this year for all of their content and it's been consistent, you know, and it's been global. And, you know, they're backing and funding people as well. They're not just, you know, badging it. And we'll talk about badging. There's been a lot of greenwashing this year. There's been, it was a big thing we talked about in Cannes with like the, the woke stuff. And, it, and I think Patagonia are, for me, the best example of a brand that says they will do it, backs it up is trying to make their business circular, even though it's, you know, as we know, fashion is the worst business. How do we fix it? And then creating a movement with their marketing. The marketing is just movement based. You know, it's not, this products are this and this. They, they, we sell through creating great stories, which, you know, for me, especially as somebody who has really re-looked at my own life and what my own purpose is, I really, understand the value system that they've put in place and i shop and i probably now don't buy much less than if i'm buying a t-shirt it will be a patagonia t like mm. that's a weird trend for me that's shifted a lot from three years ago to where i am now there was that word that you said about patagonia which is what i think uh really helps me when i'm thinking about like the brands that are, are like smash it each year is that word consistency it's very easy to look at a brand and go that was a really fucking good campaign yeah. but then 12 months later that just like they just work off of campaigns like this boom we're just doing it. whereas the ability to do it consistently where it becomes a thread around everything you do across every touch point i think that's what makes things well like i think so, it's so good. it's a good point and we we had this discussion about the gillette thing and i think why the way that these things work is when it's when you're actually acting upon it and i actually saw something recently it was an itv advert uh, and I think a girl from Social Chain talked about this. It was an ITV advert and it's all about raising awareness for... I can't remember what it was raising awareness for, but either way, it was again, it was about like mental health or something like that. But as a brand, ITV don't really stand for that because the shit that they put out, like the Love Island stuff, is all massive contributors to it. So being able to come out to market and say, oh, hey, we're, we're standing for this. If it's not congruent with how you actually act, it doesn't work. Patagonia congruent with how they act. And the reason why I had a problem with the Gillette one is because I felt like they were coming out of an advert which was not congruent to how they act. So I think that's a really important thing that that you have to have. If It's like, it has to be in your DNA. Yeah, but like, don't you feel like the intention around that felt like it was coming from a good place? Because yeah. I, I, like, I understand that. And actually I do connect with that to a degree, but I also feel like the intention to even go out there and say it and actually what's happened as a result of the back of that going off into some of the other things yeah. they've been doing. Yeah, I, but I, they're, I, they're now starting to act it. Yeah, the plan with them was, and then I read a really interesting article about that advert is that they were having one hour a day crisis meetings around the clock when they put the advert out because the backlash, yeah, like huge. Nike, like the people who have stood for something was huge for a global brand to reposition themselves from the best a man can get to the best a man can be. 
it did feel like, oh God, there's a Gillette done an advert. But what I would say in the six months, eight months, however long it's been this year, they have put in place the million dollar a year fund. They have done stuff with people like Joshua Coombs, who has been on this show and they have activated that. They have put in place uh, mental health um, like uh, workshops. They have done stuff. And look, it's going to take brands of that nature and that size and that awareness globally to make a stand and then to action it. All you can judge people on is whether they actually do what they say. That's a value system. You know, uh, I think there's a really interesting quote, which purpose is your belief in action. That's what purpose is. So as long as a brand has purpose, but then they, they, they use that as their belief in action, then I'm happy with it. And they, I think the more brands, execute. the more brands that are now taking a stand because consumers, the biggest trend this year, as we all know from the market of attitude stuff that we guys, we, we do, the talks and the research that we've done this year around this is that people's attitudes and beliefs has changed and they want brands to do more and they believe that brands can do more than governments to make an impact on the planet. So if you are not thinking about it, you're missing out on the biggest trend of all consumers right now, which is you should be doing something because you're the ones who fucked up in the first place. And ultimately, people like Gillette, the reason why they're in this position is because brands like Harry's come yep. along who have that sustainability element, who believe in a fair Bulldog, price and actually you know. stand for the customers, come and are completely wiping out their market share. So it's a shame that, you know, these bigger brands have to now think retrospectively about that. But ultimately, these brands are going to die. Yeah. The brands of the future are going to be the brands and that they've have had to value. Act. You are right, though. They, they, they had to act. It's reactive. So it's a reactive. So which is what I'm saying. Patagonia, the difference is born DNA. Gillette, proactive. Proactive. They're, they're constantly yeah. iterating yeah. and doing it against their purpose. They're not reacting to the fact that there's some other fashion brands come along and started being around rock climbing and the more sustainable taking their market share. They're, they're coming from different places. But but I, well, I, what I will say, that I, I think it's whatever brand, whether when you do it reactive or proactive, as long as you then live by it and you do it, I have to go cool. I can't just say, he's like somebody, like, you know what I mean? I have to like, from a relationship point of view with Gillette, who I still use. I don't use Harry's. I still buy Gillette. I don't, I've, I've always have and I stick with it. I feel better about my purchase. Maybe I would have changed the Harry's, but now I'll probably look at it and go, you know what? Well, see, this is, this is why I, had I think a point. it's interesting. Yeah. I actually think it's even too late for a Gillette. Obviously, they're a massive conglomerate global brand and, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to go away, but... I do believe that the brands of the future are going to be, you know, the brands now that are acting with the DNA, marketing with attitude, that, because they are, they are capturing the consumer's attention. And in cosmetics, it's happening it's all over the yeah. place. Well, it's interesting. Unilever, 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 the biggest, well, biggest company, one of the biggest global conglomerates, biggest brands in the world. I read their report this year on um, purpose, and they are saying that they're purpose-led brands, but they've they've shifted a lot of their brands. Dove, a load of their, you know big leading brands into a more purpose-driven marketing strategy and they are delivering 75% of their catalogs growth. And, wow. and they've made a commitment. And this is where I'm saying it's like, it's nice that brands are now looking at purpose and going, we should be more committed to purpose, but they're shifting all of their brands. They've made a commitment over the next five years to be purpose-led. So they're looking at every one of their brands and going, how can they have an impact on society and the environment? And they will take a cause and they will then back it and they will then create their marketing around it. Whether that's wrong or right, whether that's great greenwashing, whatever you want to call it, at least they're understanding that they have to do something. And that's partly because new brands will come out and take them out, but it's also partly because they understand that consumers are taking that into account when making purchase decisions. Yeah, like I think I am all for people leading with that intention. Yeah. Like do it, because I'd rather you do it than not do it, right? Yeah. 
it's just about then demonstrating it. Yeah, demonstrating. I think what this comes down to and what, what the biggest thing when we did the marketing with Attitude and, the, and then one of the main things on the talk, as we all know, is the trust is broken. Trust with brands and advertising in general is at an all-time low. You know, that's the thing that all these things that we're talking about, all these purpose-driven, all this marketing is all about getting trust. That's, all, that's the main thing you want and loyalty from a relationship. So these brands are having to look at it. And it's interesting, we'll just quickly sidetrack onto the Carlsberg um, advert, which went from, you know, probably the best beer in the world to probably not the best beer in the world. I, it's trustworthy. At least everyone knows that Carlsberg isn't the best beer in the world. So they're just going, cool, how do we build trust and have a bit of banter with our, with our audience and, you know, and maybe look at repositioning it into something that we're just... We're a great beer around the world and we do well, but like, how do you then action that? Yeah, the dynamics of advertising have fundamentally shifted. We're in an attention economy now. You cannot buy attention, you have to earn it. So you can't just stick a load of ads out there and expect that people are going to start buying your product. And to, to earn attention, you have to have a story. And this comes down to the core of what marketing is at its purpose, is the ability to tell one other person or translate to another person the story that is going to make them connect and buy to you. And we just spoke about this on our other podcast. You know, it goes back to the Simon Sinek stuff. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Like we as customers, we think that we behave in a, in a logical way, but we don't. We're completely irrational. People will buy something based on emotion and we will find every way possible to defy the logic that our brain tells us in order to make ourselves feel comfortable with the decision that we're actually making. Everything is based on emotion. It's a story and the ability to connect through emotions with a story is the number one factor which decides whether or not someone cares or buys your product. I think one of the brands that we both have uh, gravitated towards this year just quickly is all birds we both went and bought all birds we heard about the story we love the store experience we, i like the product i like what they're trying to do and again i've told three or four people who have bought all birds yeah absolutely. again the power of word of mouth because ben solgartner told us about all birds we went into the shop we told you about i think like that's it now like you know marketing happens through those stories whether it's a story the brand's telling the story i'm telling you that is by far the most important thing that all marketers need to think about and the biggest trend that's happening. Problem is that all birds haven't got it perfect. That don't get me wrong, their product is the most comfortable footwear I have. I went into all birds a week ago, I wanted to buy another pair and I just couldn't find a pair that I actually wanted to buy. So product. Product. I was gonna say the original product. the original marketing mix. Product price, place promotion. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, the, the product that I have bought, th literally the most comfortable footwear I have. But I wanted to buy another one, but I can't because I was like, I can't find a, a pair that works for me. <laughs> so I think the, the last one we should talk no about that, that you wrote an article about that I thought was really good was the IKEA advert. I think, you know, looking at brands that have a little bit of, yeah, just just understanding culture. And I think part, house of, is a mess. Part, part of marketing of attitude, you know, if you took it, um, the four P's, which are purpose, people, um, passion and physical, like understanding maybe what an IKEA household or a family or the audience might like and then twisting on his head, I think, and using it in a kind of like it's, it's brilliant because obviously we know the crime we understand that what they did but also from someone who's just watching that from the first thing it's it's like it's like a nursery rhyme it's funny it's, it's cool uh, it's, it's easy to translate kids can watch bulb. it it's it's absolute go read genius. my article on that because I, yeah. I dissect into the genius but i will have a part in one because there's one that's really relevant this week yeah. the mac pro the the god of technology that is apple have uh, you guys may not be up to have you seen the cheese grater in the similar the Tesla style, I think maybe uh, Elon designed that after he saw the Apple, the big cheese grater. That's actually dropped this week, and it's probably the most expensive Mac Pro ever. 
Uh, I did the top spec configuration on the Apple Store this morning, and it's like fifty-three thousand dollars, so about 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 thirty k. But the the moment that came out of this whole thing was the fact that the monitor that you can buy separately to the Mac Pro had a stand, which the stand alone is a thousand pounds. Which just is the stand, bonkers. not the monitor, exactly. You might as well buy a phone for that. But it's what everyone talked about. And I'm just going to go back to In the, terms of the price of it was what people were talking about. Everybody right? spoke about the fact yeah, that that was the it was so thing. There was, oh, this thing looks like a cheese grater. Let's make a load of memes. But also that stands a thousand pounds. So the talking points is what grabbed everyone's attention. But anyway, right now this week, everybody on YouTube is uh, reviewing the Mac Pro. And I did a little calculation this morning. In the last uh, week, three days, however long it's been since the video's been out, 53 million views across the top tech YouTubers. Now, what's super interesting about this is people like Marcus, iJustine, the guys that are reviewing, unboxing these things, they don't get paid by Apple to do this. And let me just put into context, that machine cost 30 grand. 50K is what these guys are paying to, to unbox these. Whether or not they're borrowing it, financing it, whatever, these guys are going out of their way yeah to review this product. Yeah. That free attention that Apple is getting from people is what is sustains their business. And you can't buy that. That's, that's oh, like the 50K's value that worth crazy. of advertising spend on, you, uh, on YouTube. Just, just on that, do you know who missed a massive opportunity this year? Me and you will know this. Starbucks on the Game of Thrones. That was thing. it. Oh, yes. yeah. Do you remember they that? Did. Yeah. They didn't capitalize they on it. They didn't capitalize on it. I think I remember reading at the time there was something like over two yeah. billion like dollars worth of value in the mentions and their one tweet response back was like terrible. But, but who but, did benefit from it? Oreo. Oreo's oh, Game yeah, of Thrones. Oreo shouted it out, didn't they? Well, no, Oreo just basically created loads of content around Game of Thrones with Oreos. Using Oreos it yeah, was just incredible. Remember, yeah. They won the internet. Or Oreo, I mean, probably the other brand that on social are just incredible, but they won Game of Thrones. They did. Starbucks could have won. Oreo took it. Yeah. Clever. Fair play. Well done. Again, being reactive and being able to understand what your audience is watching and eating Oreos too is just like, again, like relative and interesting and quick done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's wrap that up. That was really interesting as I first look back at the, the marketing that's uh, cut through the noise. Tell us what you think. Like, who won? Who won? Let's get, let's what get the brands, roundup. What like what stars? Like Will Smith going onto TikTok. Like create like tell Mad. us what you think it was. Yeah, tell us what you think. Yes, people, thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions, and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast and we'll see you next week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.